This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. Our host is Lady Auto Mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. I'm Liz Gill. Hello, Allison. Hey, Liz. Now, last week, we had a call about parking brakes. So it got us to thinking, what do we know or what do we think we know about parking brakes? What do we need to be doing that we might not be doing? So it's a parking brake show and I just have to say you know everybody has little things they like or dislike about their vehicle I love my Honda Civic it's a manual transmission and so with manuals you always have to use the parking brake or your car's like gone yep as soon as you as you're stepping <laughs> out you push off and your car starts rolling but the parking brake on it it's a little button and you can't drive with the parking brake on. So I feel like I'm not abusing it because it, with the van, it's one of those that you push down with your foot. And I feel like uh, sometimes I forget, what's that What's that horrible noise? Oh, yeah, I'm driving with the parking brake. So I like that the Civic automatically turns off the parking brake. So What year is your Civic? I'm just curious. Eight. I, you're 17. Okay, run for there. Okay. Yeah, I think it's... We got it in 18, but it is a 17. Cool. So when when should you, when do you use your parking brake? So, um, so a lot of people call it an emergency brake. And the thing is, it's not really going to stop you in emergency. As people, most people have accidentally left on a parking brake and drove. That's the thing. It does not stop your car. You can't, your car will move. It does not stop you from, from doing that. Um... It are it can help, of course, you know. And then you've got your drifters who use it to lock up the rear tires so that it spins their car around and so they can go sideways. But the parking brake is little is used for parking, and um, it's you want to use it on heels. And of course, if you have a manual transmission, it helps to hold it. Um, the reason that you want to use it on heels is because the way your transmission is made, your, your transmission has what's called a parking pole. It's, I, I know that's what's called my Prius and probably has other names in different car, different car manufacturers. But when you put your car in park, there is like a lever that basically holds it and everything in place in your transmission. And when you're on a heel, it puts a lot more pressure on that and you don't want that to break because then you'd have to get a whole rebuild on your transmission or go into your transmission just to fix this one little thing so um that helps prevent that from wearing out or breaking and uh, so that's good so it really is it's used for, for on a heel okay so now this blew my mind and i'll take this into consideration when i'm using my va- driving my van there's a step, there's a procedure you're supposed to go through to use your parking brake. You are not supposed to put it in park, turn off the car, and put on the parking brake, which is what I've been doing, but that's bad. It, that could cause problems. What are you supposed to do? Um, so when you stop your car, if you're on a hill or um Whatnot, you want to, of course, stop the car completely on, on with holding while holding the brake, then engage your your parking brake so that it locks in where you're sitting without rolling into the transmission parking pole to hold in place, and um, so that people 
are aware, it says it in owner's manuals, you need to stop your car before you put it into park anyway. That's even on a flat service. It's because of that parking pole. I see it all. Almost everyone I ride with. Let's puts their car into park, and then the car, the whole car moves as it settles down, and it's literally pushing against that parking pole, which can break on a car. Um, and also, you just don't want to do that to your transmission. Or they'll be in a, or this is a uh, you know different subject, but they'll be rolling as they change it into drive when they reverse the car out of a, a parking spot or driveway. They'll put it into drive as they're still rolling, which drives me bananas. Um, you, it's best not to do that. Um, Anyway, because it you know kind of puts wear on your transmission that's unnecessary, but um, but yes, yeah, so that that you want to lock it in in position and then put it in park and let it settle. And we, the, you know, the show we have this show is to help you save money. Help we try to give you tips to help you save money to take care of your car, but and to also call in and ask Allison questions or email in to ask Allison questions. So for everybody like Liz Gill who's been doing it wrong, you come to a complete stop with your brake foot on the brake, then put on the parking brake, then shift it into park. Your transmission will thank you. We are talking about parking brakes today, but that's just in between your vehicle repair questions. You can always send us emails. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. And we're going to go to Terry in Tupelo. Terry, you get the first caller of the day award. Uh, What's your comment or question for AutoCorrect? I'm going to start calling you the Jacqueline of all trades. You're not the Jack of all trades. You're the Jacqueline of all trades. I'm waiting for you to take Jay White's uh, show over. Okay. Okay. Are you talking to me or Liz? (laughs) Uh, Allison or Liz there? (laughs) Uh, I do have a question. It's not my personal car. It's my company car. And so the check engine light came on. Oh, this has been about a month ago. Took it up to Advanced Auto, they put the computer on it, and come to find out it's like some kind of device in there, it's like a filter or something, and the company that I work for said, oh, don't worry about it, just keep on driving it. And I'm just wondering, I don't want to be caught between Guntown and Ripley, uh, you know, trying to, to flag a ride. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my question is, is this something that needs to be repaired or? I would have to have more information. I'm not really, I don't really know what you're talking about with that, with just like a filter. Um, do you have the code itself, like what the actual code was? I do. I have all that info and I can send it over to you. I actually have a picture of the, of the part that needs to be replaced. Just tell me what the code is right now. I'm not at home. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you can send that. Yeah, send that to us um, at our email. at mpbonline.org. Okay. And I'll give you some more information. Um, overall, just for for general knowledge on if you have a check engine light, there, there are codes that don't really, they're not really going to, like, tear up your engine. 
Um, but the thing is, if the if a code comes on that is tearing up your engine, you may not know because your check engine light is already on. That's one reason to go ahead and fix it. The other is there's a lot of misinformation. Unless you know what what that check engine code really means and everything, it's best just to go ahead and and get it fixed and not uh, let it carry on. But like I said, if especially with the older car that may pop up with a problem at any moment that's serious, like you you want to have that check engine life light off so that you know when it comes on what what's happening with the car if you're running if you're driving around to check engine light all the time you're not going to know if something more serious pops up thanks for calling in terry we yeah we don't want a sneaky sneaky check engine light popping up behind yeah there's not a second one <laughs> let's go to oxford now and talk to don don thanks for calling into autocorrect what's your comment or question I have a question. You uh, bet. Go ahead. I have an O2 uh, Nissan Frontier. Has the uh, 3.3 V6 and about uh, almost 89,000 miles. And the question is about the transmission. Uh, the transmission fluid was looked pretty dirty, and going into usually going into overdrive is where I noticed a little. Didn't flip, but there's a little a little brief half second vibration going into gear. And I had uh, last oil change. I had them just drain and fill the transmission. That helped it a whole lot, but the transmission fluid is kind of dirty again. And I'm just wondering. I, I've read a lot of things about you know not to flush it, just drain it, fill it, or take the pan off. What? What do you think? Um, yeah, you can do uh, drop the pan and do the filter with it and do a drain and fill. Um, let me ask this. What, what mileage was it that you had the drain and fill done? And you said it's at 89,000 miles on a 2002? Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, the um, fluid, when you do uh, drain and fill, it's not. It's replacing about half the fluid that's in the transmission. So as soon as it circulates, it's going to get a little bit dirty again. It's not going to look as pretty as as brand new fluid, but it will look a lot, lot, lot better. Um, just just a heads up on that. Um, so the, the the with this with this happening, I'm wondering if maybe you have like a engine mount or a transmission mount that's that's gone bad that can cause vibrations in your car when um when the RPMs go up or if there's a little movement or something like that. Other than that, you're saying the vibration is still happening. It, it's better after the draining field, but it's still happening. That pretty well stopped it. Okay, that's that's fantastic. I'm so glad. Um, then you you may want to do it again in a few thousand miles, just because it, maybe it never has been done. Um, so th- so with transmission fluid, something that was that was told to me from a transmission specialist when I was in school. He was my teacher, and he he was a, a transmission specialist. Was the area that he did the most in, and he said that the and I, and I have had this talked about in other places with automotive 
mechanics. Uh, so when you first get your car, after about 30,000 miles, all the break-in of your transmission with all the gears and everything, uh, hitting each other and changing gears, well, all that metal will be sheared off, and it, there's a magnet in your on your drain plug, and there's a or or either in your pan that it it it's really beneficial to go ahead and change and do a drain and fill at thirty thousand, but drop your pan, clean that magnet, put a new filter in, and then you want to do your transmission fluid a drain and fill about every fifty thousand miles. Um, so that's something that's kind of beneficial and a, and a way to look at how you should do your transmission fluid on on a vehicle. Um, and you don't want to do a, a draining fill because that can push the fluid and make it clog up like the transmission filter, and it, it'll starve your transmission of fluid, and the next thing you know, it's not shifting gears the way it's supposed to. Um, that's why it's, it's generally not recommended to do a flush because usually the car has never had its transmission fluid done properly. It's something that the manufacturers do not put in the owner's manual when, for most of them, do not put window properly change the transmission fluid and i'm not going to name names but even your most reliable known car manufacturers don't do it so it's something that's kind of like not known out there and it's something i actually want to explore more on my own it's it's i'm really fascinated like on maintenance and when you should do things but this is some of the knowledge that has come across me over the years and so i'm glad that that helped out your transmission so like you probably want to do it again and uh maybe to kind of help get your fluid back right since maybe it might never have been done and and there's a lot of old fluid in there still this transmission it does have a replaceable filter in it it should yeah so i need to have somebody pull the pan off to change that right Uh uh-huh yeah and it's really easy by the way if you want to do it yourself Okay, so what you're saying, if it's never been flushed, don't don't flush it, just drain and fill it. That's right. Yeah. And how often do you, should you change that uh, filter? The, uh, honestly, the filter can, for the most part, really, you can just you can do it one time in the life of your car, and that that will get out the main bit of grit that built up from the initial break-in. Um, some cars basically have never even had their filter change and last a long time. It, but the the general general. Uh, idea of it is that you you do want to change the filter at least once in the lifetime of the car. It's not like an oil filter, you know that or air filter that that build, builds up a lot of debris. <clears throat> it's 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 not going to get as much debris as as all that stuff. So it doesn't have to be changed as often. Now the thing is that's that that probably is different from car manufacturer to car manufacturer, and that knowledge is just not common knowledge, you know to. Um, of what to do for your car. So you kind of, you, you have to do some research on, on yourself and kind of figure out what you need for your individual vehicle. I've, I've read online, there's, there's, there's a thousand opinions about how to do the transmission. I just, I just uh, you know, I just got the truck a year ago and it's been, a, I, I knew the owner that had it. Uh, he died several years ago, so it's been kind of a spare car for them and doesn't have many miles. And, uh, you know, everything's in pretty good shape. Those uh, that 3.3 engine, those Nissan Frontiers, those are really, really good, good vehicles. Uh, you probably want to go ahead and do your timing belt. Besides the fact that it's already due, it's way past the years that it had need to be done. If it hasn't been done, that's something you need to get done on that that vehicle. But yeah, those are those are uh, the Nissan Frontiers are a very reliable vehicle. And real quick, uh, 
What's that? Oh, we lost them. Oh, sorry, Don. Send us an email. Our address is auto at mpbonline.org. We're talking about parking brakes today, but that's just between your vehicle repair calls and emails. Is your car under recall? I've got a list of ones that are. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult and yes you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things listen to Fix It 101 podcast everywhere. Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash cartag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I'm Liz Gill. If you want even more autocorrect, all you have to do is find our podcast on all podcasting platforms for your smart devices. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. Here are the recalls for the week. Man, I hope everybody who has a Chevrolet Bolt, you know, takes good care of it and takes good care of themselves. That battery fire recall is expanding to remaining 2019 EVs, 2020 through 22 EVs, and EUVs. What's an EUV? I don't know. I don't, electric vehicle. Electric yeah, utility vehicle? Oh, okay. I'm not I sure. guess maybe. Uh, like an SUV, but yeah. EUV. Okay. Bolt owners sure. wait for a replacement battery module. GM advises setting the vehicle to a 90% charge limit using the target charge level mode or visiting a dealer for assistance with the adjustment. Other recommendations include charging the vehicle more frequently avoiding depleting the battery below 70 miles of the remaining range and parking outside after charging and avoiding charging the vehicle indoors overnight. Let me, say, let me just say, that sounds like a pain in the rear end. And my Prius makes, it does it on its own. It doesn't go below a certain amount and doesn't go above a certain amount. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, I, I'm just, I, love it so I would bit. be, I, I love the idea of the electric vehicles, but not the idea of them spontaneously combusting in a garage. All right. right. Uh, The second one is Land Rover is recalling Range Rover Sports LR4s over fire risk. Uh, Dealers will replace the fuel outlet flange for free. You can find out if your car has a past recall by going to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration's website, NH. 
ftsa.gov slash recall, input your VIN, and or find their Safer Car app. And that website, that nhtsa.gov, it has so many things. And it's not only recalls for cars. They have tires. They have baby equipment oh, that has good. recalls. So huh. that's, a, that's one you need to bookmark and kind of poke around through when you want. We're talking about parking brakes today, but we're also taking your vehicle repair questions. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Okay, so yeah. on the parking brakes, we've, we've already discussed stop the car with your foot on the brake, then put on the parking brake, then put it in park. Does your parking brake need any regular maintenance? So, um, one thing that helps keep your parking brake in good shape is to use it every now and again. If you're not using it, go ahead and just just pull it every now and again. Um, so that just helps keep it from like all the cables, everything moves in the system, so it doesn't get stuck. And getting stuck is what will make it not work if it's not moving regularly. You know, it'll it'll, it'll build up dirt, it'll build up rust, and and then not move anymore. And when you need it, there you, then you don't have it. Um, so another thing that's that that helps with it is like you know, to maybe look up the system or figure out learn a little bit about your system on your car and you can use I actually love uh, the spray can of white lithium grease lithium grease is pretty amazing lubricant um, you actually use it on the locks of your cars too it helps to to lube your locks which is kind of like regular maintenance and they will act up. Um, and the hinges and, and different things in your car with the moving, like your door hinges and stuff like that. But you use it, you actually have to get up under your car where your parking brake is. You can lube the line. Um, there's a line that comes from your parking brake, goes up under your car, and then it goes into a little bracket that splits into your left and right rear tires. Your parking brake works on your rear tires. And so the, to lube that little bracket where that, where that moves, that helps. Um, that's also one of the adjustments areas and then on your actual rear brakes itself you can put a little lube on where the the pads move that that go in and out to to actuate your your parking brake so that can help prolong the life of it, just keep up with that and you can use like like i said like the lithium grease or a little bit of brake grease on your system you do not want to put anything on the actual pad itself um you want to keep any kind of fluid off of there but on on the backing plate of the pad if you can you can get it on there and um so that those are a little bit of some things that can help with maintenance on your parking brake let's go to andrew in vicksburg andrew what's your comment or question for autocorrect today um i have two quick questions i have a I have an 01 uh, Toyota Camry that uh, has a four-cylinder engine. I, I got to change the uh, radiator. Um, will I have to disconnect any transmission coolant lines yes. to remove that radiator? Yes. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if it had that on there or not. And I have one other question on a 05 uh, Dodge Caravan. I've got to change uh, the power steering pump. What uh, what kind of special tool I need to? On the on the power steering 
pump. Yes, yes, sir. Um, yes, it sir. should be pretty basic, like your general your general extensions and stuff like that. Every now and again, you may need like a swivel bit. Do you know what I'm talking okay. about? Yes, yes, ma'am. Right. Okay. So, I mean, you know, the, there's a chance you that. I've, I haven't done a power steering pump on a Dodge uh, Grand Caravan, but it should be kind of sh- sh- kind of straightforward um something that may help is like getting the the drive belt off um there there are belt tools for that and they're basically they're just long um pieces of metal like a handle with us with a socket Pocket. head on it yeah that that help get the belt tool belt off but generally get speaking them. you can still use just like a wrench you know yeah. a wrench combination or you know how you can put the uh a wrench in the box end of another wrench that's on it should yep. be like a 15 millimeter for your for your tensioner on your dodge and you know move it like that but um oh. so that might help okay okay thank you i love your show thank you oh thanks for listening Thanks, Andrew. Allison, a lot of this parking brake idea started was because we had someone last week talking about if you needed to push in the button. This was a revelation to me. What did you me too. What did you learn? Um, I learned that I couldn't remember if I actually did it or not in my car, and I, I don't think I did after thinking about it on the show. I was like, yeah, maybe I did. I don't, you know, I didn't. I wasn't really sure because it's just something you just do, right? You know, you don't. I, I mean, I've had quite a few manuals over the years that you know had the hand, the hand style. Brake in them, and uh, my 240, my race car has one, which I don't, you know, I haven't driven that car much lately because I'm building it right now. But the other day, I had to jump in it and pull. I actually had my car up on jack stands, and I put it down as soon as I dropped off where tires it started rolling down the hill, and I had to run around the car and jump and pull the brake real quick. <laughs> it stopped the car. Okay, but this is a light little car. It's not right. the same as a it's a big car, and it wasn't much of an incline. It wasn't going very fast, so it, it stopped the car, you know. But um, <laughs> Uh, so I don't think I pushed that button in, you know, in this emergency situation. Um, so um, we ended up, a, a, our good friend Mike sent a video about the myth of whether you should push in the button or not. And then I looked up some information on it. It, it, it You don't have to on there. It's not going to hurt anything on it. So but you can pull it without pulling yeah, the button. It, it's so. just a little, when you, when you do not push in the button, you just hear the ratchet of mm-hmm. the gears and the teeth. Yeah, you hear it clicking. And because that's not a heat generating mm-hmm. movement you're not mm-hmm. shearing off any so you're mm-hmm. not doing any harm and if you can hear it click then you know it's engaging yeah so you don't need and you know how many clicks maybe that might help uh know when it's engaging our email address where you can send questions is auto at mpbonline.org we're talking about parking brakes today but that's just between your car repair questions What's in the news? I'll tell you next. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. On Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app.
for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill, and we hope that you've downloaded our app for your smartphone. And it's not just mine and Allison's app. It's the MPB Public Media app. So in addition to listening to AutoCorrect, on the MPB Public Media app, you can click on the support button and make a contribution because contributions help keep our programs on the air for you, but also for others to enjoy. Thank you so much for your contributions to Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Autocorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. And now in the news... USA Today has an article about online car sales, specifically with the site Vroom. People complained about misrepresentations in advertising and sales of new and used vehicle, deceptive financing practices, defective vehicles, faulty repairs, car leasing and rentals, and towing disputes. So, uh, Allison, what's the other one? Carvana. Carvana. There's a few. Is an, is another, and I guess especially when everybody was kind of locked up at home and mm-hmm. there were cars to buy, mm-hmm. this sounded like a good idea to buy cars online, just get it delivered to you. Mm-hmm. But I, I think. As with so many things, ask around, find someone who has bought one online, read reviews, who has had a positive experience mm-hmm. because folks are very happy to tell you their negative experiences. And if you, if you, uh, right. and there, there are quite a few, there's true value or something. There's lots of different ways you can buy cars online. Yeah. There, there's a lot of com- CarMax has, has gotten into the, the run with it. There's a few, but this is the thing that th- all these cars are used. This, are, this is a used car online buying space. You cannot buy a new car it, on an app online like that you have to go to a dealership for a new car um i have seen I, i'm not gonna say who but someone in my family has a very low mileage chevy colorado that he beats to death this thing has low miles and had to have the transmission fixed recently um you so, do not know how that car has been driven. So if you saw You've something got to that's only got twenty thousand miles, you have no idea what it's thousand miles. It's hard to say what it's what it, that car is. It has been through. So you really you still need someone on the ground looking at it and doing a, and an inspection. You know, which is just a it's it's a it's it's something that I'd like to see being done more often and and I love doing pre-buy inspections it's just it's a great thing that mechanics are able to do that um, is not as annoying as working on a car but we still get to talk about cars and and, and, and share our knowledge with the, the consumer who's buying a car which is something that was one of my favorite things to do in the whole world and um, so I think that is something that needs to be more common practice and, and as soon as this online stuff started happening I saw this coming a mile away like this 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 is not maybe a good idea be careful folks let's go to ocean springs oh i love ocean springs let's talk to hugh hugh what's going on what you got for allison today well i have a 2012 malibu with uh, starting issues uh like it won't start battery <laughs> check it's good and uh i was thinking well i could maybe i could i Put the battery back in, bypass the starter relay to see if it'll spin the starter. 
You can. You don't have to do that. You can just take a a flathead wrench and put the uh, the two points on the starter together, where where it it um it connects it direct to battery power to to start it and see if it starts right there. Then you'll kind of know if your relay. Another thing about the relay, you can swap the relay with another relay of the same kind if there's one in the fuse box already, and see if that works. Um, before you do all that, though, let me. Well, your car is not starting, but but uh, if you're having a starting problem with your car, something that you can do is when you take a car to, to an auto parts store to get the battery tested, that same little machine they use to test the battery also tests your starter and your alternator and can give you an idea if they're weak and about to go out, if there's a if they're if they're the problem. And that that can also give you an idea of how your starting system is is doing on your car. It doesn't test all the components, but it does test those three components: your battery, your starter, and your alternator. Um, just a, a heads up on that. But with with your vehicle, well, yeah, that's I, I took the battery out to see if I get it charged because I just thought the battery was dead, like it was a three year battery or something. Right. Yeah. And um, so. It, so you, your battery was fine. You put it back in. At that point, th- there's a few different things that could be causing a, your system to not be starting. So that's – I've had uh, – over the years, I did uh, mobile for mechanics for a long time, and I got a lot of calls for no starts, as I call them, where it's not cranking at all. It's All the lights are coming on and everything like that, but the, your starter's not engaging. The thing is, like, there's multiple things that can call that, cause that, and I personally did not like trying to diagnose those things on a mobile situation. It was something I was like, you, you know, you, you, you have to get it towed to my house. You have to bring it to me because I don't know how long it'll take to figure out what's going on. Sometimes it's quick. You know, but sometimes yeah. it's more it's more involved situation. So on a mobile call, it's just not something, you know, like I, I it's not much I can tell you on the radio about. Like it, I'd have to check a few things, but you're you're kind of headed in the the right direction. If you if you put power to that starter and try to, you can also hit your starter with a hammer while someone's trying to start the car, and it can make it go ahead and and lock in if the starter's acting up. It'll make the the Bendix connect or whatever, make it act right. And then you'll know your starter's going out and that it needs replaced. So, yeah, somebody mentioned that too. A friend of mine mentioned that. But I was thinking, like, it was raining in the morning. I was thinking, well, if I stand under an umbrella, I can get to the relay without having to find the starter under the hood, you know? Right, yeah. And like I said, with the relay, this is for a fuel pump relay, too. Is it something that, you know, usually there's another relay that's similar to it in your fuse box, and you can swap them out and see if that changes the okay. situation. Then you would know it was a relay. Um, that's one way that you can do, like, a, a quick relay test. I was just thinking it was the next thing because it, it won't, it doesn't, you know. Right, yeah. For some reason, it's telling it, it, it not to not to turn the starter for some reason or another. And that can be the starter itself, or like you said, the, the relay can be the ignition switch. Uh, it could be the security system for some reason. is has Because the security, for some reason, your car thinks it's getting broke into. The, most security systems, they put it where it will not start the car. Like, the, it'll it'll disconnect the, the starter on the vehicle. So that's that's a possibility, too. If I get started, I don't the shop. But right now, it's just sitting in the yard, you know, so... Right. Not going anywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, if you feel handy enough to swap a relay and maybe try a few other things, I'd go for it. 
But I mean, yeah, the relay. I think I didn't think about just trying to. It's that big box, you know. And there's another big box next to it. So I thought, well, if I jump it, or if I just plug the next one in, maybe it'll. Um, I was just thinking that's the next thing I guess before I deal with the starter down there. Right. Yeah. Is that about right. Yes. You're headed in the right direction. Well, yeah, I didn't want to burn up something on my wife's car, you know. It was like, uh, that's going to be another problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't swap a relay that doesn't fit. It needs to be the, the exact same one. And usually there's a few different ones that are the same under the fuse box. Not always the case, but most time it is. I think on your on that car it is. So. Yeah, it looks like yeah, there's another one. It looks like it's about the same size. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be the exact same. The numbers, everything will be the same. They'll be interchangeable. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Hugh. As the employee of MPB and the producer of this show, I would like to uh, suggest everyone, before you hit something under your hood with a hammer, make sure you know what you're hitting. (laughs) Right. Definitely. (laughs) All right. So we're talking about parking brakes, but that's in between your vehicle repair questions. You can send an email to auto at mpbonline.org. We've got a new car review from Casey Williams coming up. And this one, oh, Allison. Oh, my gosh, Allison. I am not ready to drive this one. I also cannot afford to drive this one. You can find Auto Casey on YouTube. This is one you want to watch, and I had to watch it holding on to a table because it kind of made me scared. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Here's a new car review from Casey Williams. It's Auto Casey on AutoCorrect. Hi, everybody. So this week we have the 2021 Cadillac Escalade, and it's a beautiful ride with wood everywhere, leather, wide touchscreens, absolutely gorgeous. But the thing that really makes this one stand out is the Cadillac Super Cruise system. It's a hands-off adaptive cruise control system. So it keeps a safe distance on the road, keeps you from hitting the vehicle in front of you, but it's a full hands-off system. It's watch it in the lanes, keeps you centered, It'll slow down. You can hit the turn signal. It'll move you to the lane next to you, and it's very cool. So General Motors is going to be rolling this system out on more cars. Today, the Escalade's got CT4, CT5 sedans have Super Cruise on them. The Bolt EV has Super Cruise. But next year, they're going to roll it out to the GMC Sierra pickup truck, the Chevy Silverado, and a whole lot of other General Motors products in the very near future. You know, I didn't know what it was going to be like. didn't know if it would be unnerving, but it's just been very comfortable, very peaceful, sitting here, arms on the armrest, having a Coke, just watching out, making sure things going well. An absolutely a joy. See the full video on his YouTube channel, Auto Casey, and listen to AutoCorrect on the MPB Think Radio YouTube channel. Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. Slowly, we started, you know, picking these turtles up and saving them. I'll stop traffic, grab one out of the road. And then our friends found out, and our vet would call us. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. We are now a full-fledged, nonprofit turtle rescue. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app. Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. I'm Scott Simon. If you've raised children, you know the best way to address fear is with truthful information. 
calmly and comfortingly delivered. That's what NPR News always tries to do in times of crisis, too. That old car in your driveway can actually help us. By donating it to this station, you'll turn your car into more solid information brought to you by voices you trust. Here's how. Donate your car, motorcycle, boat, or RV by going to mpbonline.org. This is AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at autocorrect.mpbonline.org. AutoCorrect is heard on MPB Think Radio Thursdays at 10 a.m. with a replay Saturdays at 11. I'm Liz Gill, I am, but our expert is the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. We've been talking about parking brakes today, but that's just between your vehicle repair questions. So let's just make sure everybody knows. Thank you for the email, Kate. Brake your car, put on the parking brake, put the car into park. That way you take the pressure off of the transmission. It's on the brake where it will take care of your transmission and your brake, and it makes your car all happy, warm feeling, lovey. I don't know that cars have happy feelings, but anyway. They do. (laughs) Put the brake on. (laughs) Use your foot brake. Make the car come to a complete stop. Put on the parking brake. Then put the transmission into park. Let's go to the phones. We've got Johnny calling from Magnolia. Johnny, thanks so much for calling in to AutoCorrect today. What's your comment or question? My question is about a Chevrolet pickup truck air conditioner. I've had some leaks on it, and the leaks have been fixed. Uh, However, periodically, the air conditioner will stop cooling but if I shut it off for about 10 minutes and crank it back up, uh, it starts back cooling. Do you have any suggestions? What year truck is this? 06. An 06. Um, well, I'd be kind of curious if you have a code for the AC system, which you still check the same way you would check a check engine light through the OBD2 system and see if it's coded for something in the AC system. But with that being said, you might still have a leak. And where when once you turn the truck off, the 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 Freon is um uh what's it called? It's um not cycling. Yeah, or or it's it's a pre, it's it's repressurized like in the system it's it's settling, and oh, gotcha. so that when you turn it back on it's blowing cold again. But once it circulates through the system and it only gets in certain parts of the system, it's 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 you're hitting hot spots, mm-hmm. um, and that may be what's what's going on with it. So you might. And, and so that maybe at this point it's leaked out enough where you still have some freon in it as it circulates it hit, it's it's hitting that when you first turn it on but then once it moves it's it's going back to the hot air again which well, which let, could let, be in the system let, let me add this now it may do this it may cool for two days okay and then then it may stop cooling at some point um and then when I crank it back up again it may cool for a week and it may stop again. Huh, that's interesting. I, 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 that's kind of something I'd have to look at. I'm wondering. So, so the process for us at our shop, we have a 
it's like a if i recall it's like a six thousand dollar ac machine it does diagnostics we put it on there and look at the pressures and then turn on the system look at the pressures on your high side and your low side of the vehicle we look at the um the compressor to see if it's turning on and off there's a pressure sensor on your ac compressor and if your pressures get off it'll make your ac turn off the or turn the compressor off so that starts blowing hot air if that pressure sensor is acting up sometimes that'll set a code and that's what said like you know there's something that you might can scan it and see get an idea of what's what's going on with your system maybe um but that pressure sensor can be wrong and turning the compressor off if it thinks it's getting too high pressure for something or another or there could be a clog somewhere in the system and once it hits that clog it's only hot air circulating you know and it's not that bad so it's only doing it you know after it's been run for a little while so there there's few kind of different things uh, ac systems are actually a pretty complex system there's a lot involved on how they run so there's a few different things that can go wrong with it to cause a problem one one last question, then I'm gonna go. Okay. Um, the two cooling fans are, are electric. Uh, what causes them to engage or disengage? Okay, so the when you and turn it, on, could that be part of the problem? Yes, it can if they're not cooling. Okay. Yeah, because they help they help cool the uh, freon. But one of them turns on every time you turn on your AC. So that's mm-hmm. one thing you can check to see if that fan is turning on. You, you know, so see, it, it was not turning on. Then that that could be that's something that you you would want to 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 have looked at that because that's automatically supposed to go on every time your AC is turned on. Automatically, one of those fans comes on. The other one is based on the engine coolant temperature sensor, and that will come on and off based on the temperature of your engine. Very good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you, Johnny. Now, did, had he mentioned that his he had had a leak, but it was repaired? Right. Now, when you open up that refrigeration system, mm-hmm. that can can that get moisture in there that can wreak havoc? Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely. If, it, if it's fixed, there might have gotten some moisture in there, and then that. I guess I'm always thinking about. You know, my mama always says sometimes the air conditioner can freeze up, and yeah. you have to turn it off so that it thaws out mm-hmm. so that it yeah when the cause that's why the compressor turns on and off on and off on just like at your house on and off on and off so it doesn't doesn't freeze up um you have that happen on cars but not as often as like a, a house uh ac system but the um the uh moisture in the system basically every time you open up the system within two minutes it's got moisture in there that you have to you have to have vacuumed out of the system so there's there's definitely there's ones at home that you can get a little vacuum system and hook it up to an air compressor and you'll run run a vacuum on it what happens when you put a vacuum on anything it actually heats up and 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 gets the moisture out of whatever you're you're vacuuming um so the ac machine that we have it does it you know you set the vacuum and and do that and when it does the vacuum and it pulls the vacuum it'll hold it and test for leaks and if it has a leak in the system you'll see the needle go down you'll see the the needle move so that you know it's supposed to just hold once you put the vacuum in it's supposed to hold the thing uh, a lot of places don't do proper vacuum you want to make it's 
you need a, a, a you know someone that's that's really familiar with AC systems. Um, and if you do it if you do it at home, like the little recharge cans that you get at auto parts store and stuff like that, if you're if you're constantly doing that to your car, you're getting moisture in there that will tear up your compressor eventually and cause rust spots and stuff like that that'll mess up your AC system. I don't really recommend just like you know if you a temporary fix, yeah, but you want to go ahead and get your system done by a professional general and if, you, if you're not comfortable knowing how to do it and some of that equipment's expensive even for the at home stuff like i've got a set of gauges that you know it's kind of pricey and you got to know how to use it and you got to know what pressures they are and all this it's it's a lot it's a lot to know about ac systems in my opinion quick recap in the next 45 seconds for the end of our show you don't need to push in the button for the hand parking brake that just ratchets up when you use your parking brake, be sure to have the car come to a complete stop, then push the parking brake, then engage it in park. And in the last 30 seconds, autocross this, this weekend, or are you just you setting your sights on Nebraska in two weeks? Uh, yeah, in two weeks. Autocross, for um, the regions that I was running in Louisiana, they all shut down for July and August because it's so, it's so hot. Um, I don't recall Mississippi region doing that, but we, yeah, we have not been back running in Mississippi. I'm going to cry. I'm so sick of that, but I'm so ready to race in Mississippi and see all my friends. But, um, yeah, so in Nebraska, not this weekend, but next weekend I'll be leaving and heading to Nebraska to race apparently a supercar. Uh, so like a super, super fast, amazing. Um, I was going to be racing Mazda six, but it's going to be a super older Subaru WRX STI, which is going to be insane. So, well, we will follow Allison on social media. The lady auto mechanic. We'll see if she puts it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just look for her all over the place. Live vicariously through Allison. Uh, that's going to wrap up for today's auto correct. Thank you to Kevin Farrell and for Java Chapman. We've had a little little uh, vacation, not vacation, I don't know, change a crew, change a pit crew. Kind of fun for today. For Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Thank you for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.